Hi there, Outside the Box, always offering an alternative. Today's topic is Tina. Do you know someone named Tina? I don't, but I do know Tina as some thing, not somebody. Tina stands for There Is No Alternative. Of course, on a program like Outside the Box, we can always find an alternative. For me, Tina doesn't exist and never will. For many, there is no alternative to our so-called corporate global capitalist economy that we seem to have today. But not all parts of the economy, even those that seem to be capitalism, actually are. And there are plenty of alternatives, even if they're not very visible. For example... When banks and automakers like GM and Chrysler and corporations that were described as, quote, too big to fail, unquote, were teetering on the edge during the 2008 financial crisis, our federal government bailed them out and owned part of the corporation, at least temporarily. That wasn't capitalism, because capitalism is based on generating profit through private ownership of the means of production. Anytime a corporation gets a large tax break, that's not capitalism either, but socialism, at least according to Tom Coburn, a Republican senator from Oklahoma. Some people describe our economy as socialism for the wealthy and capitalism for everybody else. Socialism is defined as government or community regulation and or ownership of business and the means of production. Do we have some of that? We certainly do, such as community theaters, the Green Bay Packers football team, utility monopolies like phone and electric companies, and the Veterans Administration providing health care to military vets. There are other economies which often coexist with our current partially capitalist system. There's the cooperative economy, where workers, producers, and or consumers own the means of production or distribution. Most co-ops are small, a few or a few hundred consumer or worker owners, but the largest worker co-op, Mondragon in Spain, employs about 75,000 people. There are mutual aid economies, which existed among indigenous peoples, but have been pretty much wiped out. However, the barter economy, which is actually much more prevalent and popular than we might think, is a variation on that idea. In a few locations, there are local currencies, and there's plenty of under-the-table exchange going on every day, where no money changes hands. I know. I do it myself. How about the solidarity economy? which combines elements of several of the previously mentioned economic systems. It might include non-traditional economic factors, such as ecological balance and environmental sustainability. Another principle may be less emphasis on profit and more on democracy in the workplace. It could count unpaid work, such as housework, volunteering, and parenting. The solidarity economy may also include barter, sliding scale costs, and local currencies rather than just being dollar-based. 
It could include loan funds, crowdfunding, or do-it-yourself financing, rather than traditional credit union or bank loans. The solidarity economy often emphasizes basic needs and meaningful employment over profits as the system's bottom line. Many people in the U.S. mistakenly believe that we only have a capitalist economic system. But if the economy continues to struggle, or the division between rich and poor continues to grow, or people have to work longer and harder to make ends meet, we may start adopting other economies even more. And there are some. TAA. There are alternatives. How are you doing in our current economy? Are you ready for something besides capitalism? I'm Larry Danzinger, disturbed by the huge gulf between rich and poor and itching for alternatives. Mm-hmm.